Uh, my name is from Chris Nation. I'm from uh, up north, if you can't tell by my accent. Yes, Alabama is north of here, I guess. So uh, I'm from a little town in Alabama. Came down here about six years ago. Uh, been serving in the student's ministry next door since about November of last year. Uh, but that's enough about me. I was telling the first service earlier that, that when I started preparing for this, that there was a uh, guy that I respect. He's a really good speaker. And he said that you should never uh, open with good morning. So I'm not going to tell you guys good morning. But what he did say is you should say something cool like, uh, do we have any car buffs in the crowd? Unfortunately, he didn't tell me what to say after that. So uh, that's the last you'll be hearing about cars for the rest of the evening. So, uh, And I'm sure Ken Dawson will send me hate mail for that. But uh, And if you do, my want to send anything like that. <laughs> my email address is pastortim at thefathershouse.com. Anyway, I'm going to go ahead and jump into it today. Um, when I was preparing, I, I was reading online different things, trying to get some put some ideas together, and I saw that there's over uh, 600 million acres of American wildland in the United States, and that's a pretty amazing number, 600 million. I mean, I can't even, can't even think that high, but uh, these wildlands, they stretch all the way across the U.S. They, they contain uh, large canyons, rivers, mountains, wildflower fields, I mean, just forests, just any deserts, anything you can think of. Uh, we have right here in the United States, and it's really awesome. But, and you can just imagine, you know, how beautiful everything is. And, you know, throughout history, the, the wilderness has always been a place that, that you hear people say you just have to see. Or you, you just have to be there yourself to, to experience. Only you can experience it by being there, being a part of it. And those of you that's done that, you know what I'm talking about. Um, you know, there's really just something about being surrounded by undeveloped land that, that makes you feel like you have a, a new beginning or, or you get a fresh start. Uh, and I guess that's why maybe the wild like that has always captured the imagination of people. Uh, but as great as that may sound, most people never uh, get to experience life out in the wild. Um, why is that? That's a question I asked myself when I was thinking about this. And I came up with a few things. And number one was maybe it's just difficult to get to. Uh, maybe we have a hard time getting there. Two, maybe it's just too dangerous. You know, maybe, maybe the danger, the risk level is too high for you. So you, you don't want to go see the wild. And number three is some people may simply just not want to do it. They just don't want to. No matter what the reason is, what we do know is that the wild is, is unknown and it can be uncomfortable. So most people, that's why they never travel outside the, the boundaries of a safe touristy spot. Most people just never go into the wild. And I get it. It, it makes sense. And that's fine if that's how you want to live. But if you ask people that's ever been there and climbed those mountains and rafted those rivers and seen those deserts and hiked the forest, they'll tell you that you're missing out. They'll tell you that there's a part of life that only you can experience by going out into the wild. And most of them that's done that will also tell you that it's totally, totally worth it. But don't worry, guys. I'm not fixing to ask you to join me on a super dangerous uh, camping trip or anything like that. 
but what I am trying to get across to you is um, that a lot of us think the same way when it comes to following God. Uh, we just, we, we may know somebody that's done that, that's lived in the wild for God. And, and when it, you know, when they're doing that, we see them and we think, man, that's really great. Uh, and they tell us that it's totally worth it. But when we think to ourselves, I want to do that too, we sometimes freeze up and we don't take that next step. And that's another question I ask myself is why don't we take that next step with God? Is it because it, we don't know what it looks like? Perhaps, you know, what, what, what does it look like to really follow God? Or maybe we think we'll mess up. Or maybe we think we may do something wrong. Or maybe you've been a Christian for a while and you've already taken that first step into the wild, but you feel like you're lost and maybe you're wandering in circles this morning. And uh, maybe you're thinking to yourself, shouldn't I be further along by now? Maybe you've kind of hit this, this wall and you can't, you can't seem to go any further. But either way, no matter what the reason, we don't move. We don't take that next step because we aren't sure if we want to follow God into the wild. But the good news today, guys, is that we're definitely not the first people uh, that's felt that way. Throughout history, people have struggled with what it means to follow God and whether or not they actually want to follow him. And probably one of the most famous people that's, that's had to follow God into the wild is a man named Abraham. And I'm sure you've probably heard of him, but you may not know a lot about him. So I'll give you guys a, a quick rundown right quick. Uh, when we first see Abraham's story, it's in the New Te or Old Testament in Genesis. Uh, and it talks a little bit about him there. But you know what? Three major religions. I found this interesting. Three major religions, Christianity, Islam, and Judaism. And more than half the people on the face of the earth trace their roots and heritage back to this one guy. It's pretty amazing. He's mentioned in 11 of the 27 books of the New Testament. He's mentioned in all four Gospels. Jesus talks about him by name, which is pretty awesome in itself. And in Romans chapter 4, Paul tells us that Abraham is the father of us all. So he's clearly a big deal. But why is it? What is it about this guy? And what did he do that has kept his story alive throughout thousands of years? What is it about that guy? It's kind of weird because he's a lot like you and me. I mean, when we first see him in Genesis, he was just a married guy. Just, a, just the average Joe. Married guy, didn't have any children. Uh, he was living a normal, comfortable life in the safety of his father's house. But then God. Then God spoke to him. And what God said next to this ordinary man was so extraordinary that it still affects us to this very day. We're still talking about it right now. And in Genesis 12, 1, it says, The Lord said to Abraham, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. And what I want to focus on today is that first word that, that God said to Abraham. And it was go. Basically, God was saying to Abraham, Abraham, I've got something great for you. Got an amazing future for you. But unable to see it, unable to have it, you've got to take that first step. You've got to leave that comfort zone, and you've got to leave a land that you've never seen before, a land that's wild, that you don't know anything about. And that may not seem like a big deal, but, you know, God didn't give him a GPS. God didn't say, you know, here's a pack of camels. Well, that sounds like a cigarette, didn't it? Here's a camel. 
Uh, here, here's, a, here's a camel. Load your stuff up and go to this land. He, did, he didn't do anything. He didn't tell him what to do. He just told him to go. G-O, man, two letters, go. And that's pretty crazy. But, you know, sometimes God knows more than us. And sometimes that he, he, he knows that if we want to grow, we have to go. We have to move. We can't stay exactly where we are in these seats day after day and expect to grow. You know, we, we just can't do that. Sometimes we have to do things in our lives that make us a little uncomfortable and, and, and takes a little faith and a little bit of trust. And this can be hard from us, for some of us, because we always want to know what the outcome is going to be. We're human. We don't want to take a step until we know what's going to happen next. But we don't have that luxury. God always promises to be with us, guys. But he does not always tell us how things are going to end up. It's a rarity that God tells you how things are going to end up. I mean, read Revelation. That's about the best you're going to get. Everything else is faith. And we have to live like that, guys. And if you think about it, most of the great things that's happened throughout eternity, uh, through the whole human race, everything, started out with the first step with people that didn't know anything about how it was going to end up. God just speaking to them, hey, you need to do this. He didn't say it how it's going to turn out. He just said, you need to go, and you need to do this. But as it happens, guys, that's actually good news for us. It's really good news. Because if God can take that one small step of obedience with Abraham and turn him into a great nation, the same thing is possible with us. Because God sees you just like he saw Abraham as someone with incredible potential. Guys, God wants to do something great in you and great through you. But unable to do that, enable to obtain what God has for you, you're going to have to get out of your comfort zone. And you're going to have to take that first step into the wild. You're going to have to do it, guys. And I submit to you this morning that that's all really cool and that's all really good. But just maybe that first step for you out into the wild is in that generations ministry next door. Maybe it's in that impact church and impact center next door. Because, guys, we each have to take that step into the wild and, and be a part of the future of these kids. It's, it's, it's our responsibility. We have to do that for this church and for this city, guys, because next door, is that's our future doctors and lawyers and mayors and city councilmen. So it's on us. We have to handle that. We have to handle our business. And I know this may sound scary to you. I totally get that, too. I've been there. I can think of a million reasons not to do what God wants me to do. But I can't give you one good reason. And, guys, there is a difference between an excuse and a reason. Just like when Abraham started his journey, there was no way he could have known the significance of that first step. And you know what? Neither can we. We have no idea how wildly God wants to impact this church, that impact center, our lives, and our future. In other words, we don't know the significance of our first step. And guys, we have to take it because we'll never find out if we don't. But there's good news, and guys, don't miss this. God is always calling us somewhere better. He's always calling us somewhere better. It may not be easy, but it is better. And he has a great plan for you guys this morning. 
But first, you have to move, even though you don't know how it's going to turn out. So as you head out today, I want you guys to think about this. I want you to think about what that next step for you might be. What, what's my next move? And I submit to you this morning that just maybe, maybe that impact center is your wild place. Just maybe. And I know that you're thinking, Chris, that's, that's all fine and dandy. It sounds great, but I'm not a preacher. Guess what? Doesn't matter. That does not let you off the hook. You are still responsible for passing on your talents, your gifts, your knowledge to the next generation. We are going to be held accountable. It's not a game. God's going to hold us accountable one day for what we did with what he's given us. Don't doubt it, guys. It's coming, and the future of this church depends on it. So seize the moment this morning, guys. Don't, don't miss your chance to do something for God, and don't let the enemy rob you of a blessing. We have so many opportunities for you next door, so many things that you can do. Can you lead a small group? Can you sew? Do you have any computer skills? Can you paint? Can you talk? Obviously, this crowd can't. The first crowd could. Uh, but more importantly, can you listen? Can you listen? Guys, the list can go on and on. So what I'm asking of you this morning is take that first step with us. Leave your comfort zone. Take a step into the wild. And I'm going to give you an opportunity this morning, guys, to partner up with us over in the Generations Ministry, uh, to lock arm in arm and to help us next door to give these kids the tools that they need to lead and be successful now and in the future for years to come. So today, I'm sure you walked in and, and you saw the Generations tree out front. Thank you, Ashley. She did such a good job on that thing. Yeah, very good. So today, we have an opportunity for you guys to sow a seed, partner up with us, and um, we're currently raising funds so that we can make some upgrades that are definitely needed. Um, like I said this morning, we have two microphones. Well, guys, we need, to, we need to increase that so our team can work together. And, and, and we've got kids that want to join a band. Uh, we, need, we need mics, we need monitors, we need iPads, we need, a soft, we need software, instruments, amps. And that's just to name a few things that, we, that uh, you have an opportunity that God's given you this morning to help sow into the kids that are next door. But I thought something pretty special that you should know what's going on and that's that these ladies that you saw on stage this morning they made a commitment to made to maintain a gpa a certain gpa they come an hour early every wednesday to practice every wednesday night they participate in weekly bible study they do a daily devotion and they promise to be a light for christ in their school and guess what look at this right here show you something Got a list right here with over 20 more kids that want to make that commitment. They want to make that commitment. But we don't have the tools to put that in motion yet. And that's why I'm talking to you this morning. Awesome opportunity. God has given us such a tremendous vision for what's going on next door. And he's given you an awesome opportunity to be a part of it. So whatever part he's speaking to you this morning, whether it's to volunteer or maybe it's to walk by and take a leaf and say, you know what, I'm, so, I'm sowing into the future. Whatever it is, 
Make no mistake about it. The children, you know, the future is in their hands. But guys, the quality of that future is in our hands. If we don't equip them, if we don't train them, if we don't raise them right, the quality of our future is not looking very good. But you know what? We are the Father's house. Praise God. We are the Father's house. And we put our money where our mouth is. Pastor Terry already gave us $2,500. He bought us a new soundboard for next door. Just like the one we have here. The only difference is ours is better. Yeah. Amen. And you know what? We're looking for you guys to come along and partner up with us. So it doesn't matter what he's speaking to you. If you can sew, if you can paint, if you can volunteer, if you can do anything like that. And when you get ready to sew, take a leaf off the generation's tree and make that donation. And guys, it doesn't matter what party is talking to you about this morning. And let me clear something up for you. He is speaking to you about what your role is. Make no bones about it. He is. Um, I want you to ask him for the courage uh, to take that first step and to join us over in the wild. And actually, I personally, I want to ask you this morning to take out a connection card in front of you. And whatever God is speaking to you about, I want you to write it on that connection card. Let me know. Let me know, hey, Chris, um, I want to do something. I want to make a move, and I want to take that first step. So if you don't care, just put that on a connection card. Turn that in to us. We have the boxes on the back on the way out over there and on the sides. Love for you to take care of that. And guys, I want to thank you for being here this morning, and I want you to take it from somebody that's still on a journey in the wild. It's totally worth it. So do your part. Pastor Tim, would you come up and close us out, brother? Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Hey, friends. Thanks for watching today. And I believe that today's teaching was life-changing for you. We prayed that way, and we believe that it would. And so I just want to say in advance, thank God for how he changes our life through the power of his word. I would um, encourage you today that if you've never made Jesus the Savior of your life, the Lord of your life, I would love to pray with you today and for you to make that decision. I can give you the words, but you have to surrender the heart. That's what's so very important. So I'll pray a prayer, and uh, you put your heart to it, and you pray this prayer after me. Father God, thank you for sending your son Jesus to die for my sins on the cross. I could never get good enough to come to you in your holiness. But I know that Jesus died for my sins and he rose again on the third day to give me a new start, a new beginning. So today, I repent of my sins and I invite you into my life. And as best as I know how, I want to serve you for the rest of my life. Fill me with your spirit and help me to walk day by day in your strength and your power. Man, I hope you prayed that prayer today. If you prayed that prayer, why don't you call the church office or let us know that you prayed that prayer. I have a book that I'd like to give you that'll help you know the next steps to take. Uh, giving our heart to the Lord is not just something that we do to get the guilt or the bad feeling away, but it's a life change. It's new things that we start doing and the book that I wanna give you will help you in that. Also, if you have any prayer requests, we'd love to join with you in praying about those.
And uh, if the Father's house and these teachings have uh, blessed you and you've benefited from them, would you consider supporting the Father's house? Uh, first of all, through prayer and encouragement, and second of all, through financial support. That's how we continue to keep our missionaries going. That's how we're able to keep these sermon series going out to you. And so if you'll just ask God what he would have for you to do, I would really appreciate it. So just remember, here at the Father's house, we don't care where you've been. We just care where you're going. And I think you're going in the right direction. So I want to see you next week as you watch here from the Father's house as we bring you the word that will change your life.